This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. In a world without a single unified voice, humanity has been left searching for answers to the unknown. Now, one podcast has the power to change that and to spread its voice across the earth for all mankind to hear. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray and today we're bringing you a panel that I did back in the summer of last year. So the summer of 2019 at the sci-fi fantasy festival that we have here in the Birmingham area. I host a lot of panels. I host a lot of games and things like that. And and this is the version of Um Actually that I did uh, for that convention. You've probably heard Um Actually before. We've played it here on the show. I've played it in uh, panels that I've provided you with the recordings of before. The basic premise of the game is that I give out facts about TV shows or movies or books, things like that, you know, nerd culture type things. But some piece of the information that I give out is false. And as a contestant, you're supposed to tell me what it is that was wrong and provide the actual factual information. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, people at the panels uh, at these conventions that I go to always have a great time doing it. I give away prizes. And one of the things that I do when I'm doing the, the game live is that if you raise your hand, but you don't say, um, actually, or you get the question right, but you don't have the, the information that is needed to make the statement true, then you have to eat a jelly bean, a bean boozled jelly bean, which there are good flavors, but there are also some disgusting flavors like lawn clippings and sour milk and things like that. And in this version of the game, Joe Crow, who you've heard on the show numerous times, volunteered to <laughs> volunteered as tribute. So anytime anyone uh, earned the uh, punishment of eating a jelly bean, he ate the jelly bean for them to hilarious effect. So uh, I'm pleased to offer you this recording of a panel that I did at the Sci-Fi Fantasy Festival last year. I hope you enjoy it. In the meantime, we are actively recording episodes for Star Trek All Access, which is our show that we do here on the network that talks about Star Trek. We talk about Star Trek Discovery. We talk about all of Star Trek. And right now we're reviewing season one of Star Trek Picard. So uh, come on over and check those out. We're putting those episodes out weekly. In the meantime, listen to this. Hope you like it. I'm going to start the theme music and get the show started. This is Michael Jan Friedman, and you're listening to Cosmic Potato. Because Cosmic makes everything sound cooler, even potatoes. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. Remember the code, get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Testing, testing. I like when you press record and it says, do you want to allow your phone to record? Yeah, yeah, that's why I push record. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Um Actually. Have have any of you guys ever played my Um Actually game before? I I, I recognize several All of you, that's great. Good, okay. So, I'm going to explain how it works anyway. Uh, I'm Sean Ray with uh, Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Just to let everyone know, for legal reasons, you are being recorded. <laughs> so this will be a, a, an episode of the podcast at some point. 
But uh, the way this works is that uh, we're all nerds, we're all geeks, and we have our fandoms that we love. But one thing that we love more than our fandoms is correcting people when they talk about our fandoms and get them wrong. So, so what this is, is I'm going to make statements about different things, and, and, and my game expands beyond just Star Trek and Star Wars. I've got questions about 70s movies, I've got questions about 90s sitcoms, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to make a statement, and that statement is going to be wrong. And your job is to tell me what it is that, that I got wrong, and... Give me the information that would make that a correct statement. You have to answer with, um, actually, the rule is it, if it you... It helps if you also do your glasses like this. Mm. Yeah, or or like this. Um, actually, the, the more you stretch out actually, actually, the better. If you answer the question and you don't say, um, actually... You have to take a jelly bean. These are bean boozled jelly beans, and the way these work are there are several colors, and each color there are two different flavors for that color. So you might get birthday cake, or you might get dirty dish water. But we're not. You know? You're not telling them. Well, I don't know. I don't know which one. I don't know what it'll be. You know. And you know what? Just because Mark Adams here. I'm going to spin this and let you know which color you have to pull out. Uh-huh. Because you can't get toothpaste every single time just because it's the least, the, the least offensive. Well, I like the toothpaste. <laughs> Maybe you need the toothpaste. I've got some prizes. I don't have enough prizes to give one out for every question, but there's enough people in here, or a uh, few enough people in here that you'll probably all get a prize. Uh, some and, of them are... Here's what, if you are in here now... And do not walk out with a prize. Find me tomorrow. Yeah. I will give you prizes. If for some reason... It might be a spray of Hulk cologne in the face. <laughs> but, continue. If for some reason you, you, you don't know any of the answers and you don't get a prize during the game, I'll make sure that you leave with something, okay? And my prizes are... A couple of them are toys. I got, I got some pop vinyls and things. I have this... This video game that I bought from Wish.com for four dollars that has it has South Bulgaria it has three hundred <laughs> video games on it. Oh wow! I mean, and I'm talking like Contra and Super Mario <laughs> Brothers and stuff like that. It's awesome. Wow! So, and this one is a uh, this one is a special prize. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you what it is. It it, it is a it's a Harry Potter one. It's it's a Harry Potter one. So, somebody will get that if you're a... Which one? Which, which, which Harry's, Harry's or... It's Harry's, it's Harry's one. Harry's one. It's sad I knew that on site. And I also have, and beyond beyond this, I also have some Chick-fil-A gift cards. Chick-fil-A sponsored this game. Okay, Chick-fil-A and Hoover Commons. So, if you get one of these, you have to use it at the Hoover Commons. Oh, yeah, Chick-fil-A. You mean the one a block away from house? Yeah. Gotcha. And, uh, well, yeah, and it's so close to here to tomorrow if you want to go get lunch. You can actually take that thing yeah. and go straight. Yeah. And if you win, if you win the video game, Joe's gonna have to give you new batteries because he's using the batteries right now. So. I'm playing Contra. You, guys <laughs> you can actually. I tried it. You can do the the Konami code on there and get the thirty extra lives. What? Yeah. Yes, up, up, so down, down. Well, I put batteries in. I got it from Wish.com. I wanted to make sure it worked. <laughs> you know. Okay. So question number one. Uh, and normally, I try to get the first person that raises their hand, but I want to kind of spread the love around a little bit. So, if you've answered 15 questions in a row, I might call somebody else, you know, for a change or something. So, uh, I think he's talking to me. <laughs> he legit is talking. <laughs> the 1951 movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still, is about an alien that lands in New York City to deliver a message that will affect the entire human race. Would you repeat the question? I missed something. Yeah. The 19... It's not a question. It's a statement. You have to tell me what's wrong. In the 1951 movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still is about an alien that lands in New York City to deliver a message that will affect the entire human race. Um... Actually, it's Washington, D.C. It is Washington, D.C. <laughs> Nicely done. I'm not going to give a prize with every question, but I'll, since that's the first question, I'll go ahead and give one out. 
1977 film Star Wars A New Hope, the Millennium Falcon arrives at the coordinates of, the, of Dagobah, only to discover that it has been replaced by a debris field and that there is now a space station where it should be. Um, actually, first off, it wasn't uh, nope, when it nope, was released. Nope, nope. Yeah, yes. You, you didn't do it right. I did say, um, um actually. You, I, I didn't hear the um. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, first off, when it was first released, it was just Star Wars. That's, that's true. Uh, and second, it was Alderaan that they, they arrived at and found the giant space station. That is correct. Some of these questions, there are two things wrong. You know, if you get one of them right, you got the question right. Uh, ends, and the next few questions are not going to be for prizes. Like, like I said, I've got more questions than I have prizes. But In Star Trek Into Darkness, McCoy is able to save Spock's life by using the regenerative, regenerative properties found in the furry little creatures called Tribbles. Um, actually, it's Kirk's life that he saved. It was Kirk. That's, that is correct. I want it stated, me and Mark waited until no one else raised their hands. <laughs> she raised, yeah, y'all kind of raised your hands at the same time. Yeah. Uh, based on a classic novel by Jules Verne, the 1933 film The Invisible Man is about a scientist that invents a method of creating invisibility and accidentally makes his own body vanish from sight. Joe? Um, actually, The Invisible Man was written by H.G. Wells. That is correct, H.G. Wells. Give that man a prize. Yeah. <laughs> I said the next few weren't going to be surprised. I'll give him a jelly bean. <laughs> Go ahead and give uh, me a jelly bean. <laughs> you really want, I don't think you've ever had one. I, I yeah. Aha, revenge for Hulk Very cautious about what, co- what color is it? What color is it? It is sprinkly yellow. Kind of greenish. It's either a juicy pear or a booger. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a difference? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of pears either Pear way. Pear flavored oh, boogers. Oh, oh, it's a booger. It's a booger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Don, Don S. Davis is a well-known <laughs> Don S. Davis is a well-known actor who has played in shows such as The X-Files and Andromeda. He's better. He's probably better known for his role of General Hanson on Stargate SG-1. Um, actually, it's General Hammond. That's Stargate correct. SG-1. General Hammond. All right. In 2002, a TV version of Stephen King's novel The Dead Zone was released, starring Anthony Michael Hall as John Smith. That's not the first time this book has been adapted. It was made into a 1983 film starring Crispin Glover. Christopher Walken. Right. You get a prize, sir. There you go. There you go. I thought you were getting up to say, I want that. <laughs> uh, due to budgetary reasons, the era of the fourth Doctor had a storyline where the doctor was stuck on Earth for quite some time as a scientific advisor to UNIT. Mark Adam. Um, actually, it was the third Dr. John Pertwee. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> oh, he got the name wrong. Bonus, do you know... Uh, what? It's Pertree. You said Per. Pertwee. Yeah, see, that's Pertwee. Pertwee. Don't make bonus. fun of my speech impediment. Oh, I didn't know there was a speech impediment thing, boss. Pertwee's son, do you know what he is currently starring on? Oh, and jumping out of a window. You started to raise your hand. Yeah, I'm actually... Is it... Is it Rick? No. No. Um, actually... No, it was, it was, it was Merrill. Merrill, Merrill, I don't know. Um, he doesn't cut his handcuffs. He cuts his hand off and escapes. In Game of Thrones... Wait, he doesn't get the beam? 
No, he said he said I'm actually. Uh, I, I don't do the wrong uh, the wrong oh, okay. answers anymore. We used to do the bean for the wrong answers, and then we gave a lot of people stomach ache. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of people like I don't want I don't want to play your game anymore. I had to eat 14 beans, <laughs> and it discourages people from trying to answer. I want you to try to answer something. In, okay, in Game of Thrones, uh, the bastards born in noble families can be identified by their different surnames according to the region where they are born. In the Reach, they receive the name of Roses, probably a reference to the fertile land in the area. Game of Thrones fans? No Game of Thrones fans? Uh, well, it's, I've seen the first four seasons. Um, that's cool. I, 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 <laughs> you say, well, I watched four years of it. I'm not really a fan. <laughs> um, actually, it's just any bastard. No, it, it's no. All that was right, except they weren't. They're not called the roses. Oh, okay. They're called the flowers. I was. I, did, I wasn't sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, How about if somebody gets a question wrong? I eat a bean. You you just hey, want to hey, eat beans? I'm just gonna eat beans. Hey, let me spin this and, and make sure and give you a different question. color. Hey, how come it's not spinning? Come on, spin it. Spin, oh, it's got to be sitting on this. Probably. It's got to be sitting in this to spin correctly. See, you tested the video game. But not, yeah. the, not the My spinner's not working, just pick not, not the archaic <laughs> spinner. Oh, was that a wrong answer? Yeah, Okay. That is kind of off orange with a big, a big Mikhail Gorbachev speckle on it. That is either strawberry banana smoothie or a dead fish. Ew. Let me see the spinner, please. Oh, see if I can fix it. Oh, it's dead fish. <laughs> <laughs> I had the dead fish one once. And it's oh, Poor Joe. What, what, what were you saying? I was hoping for the strawberry. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it really does taste like fish. <laughs> I'm going to get some water. Oh my. Okay. In Breaking Bad, Walter White uh, led a pretty normal life in western Texas until he received a diagnosis of leukemia. I'll give you a hint. There's actually two things wrong with that sentence. Um, actually, it was cancer. It was. Well, you know, leukemia. It was. It's. It's a. Uh, it's uh, it was lung cancer, but yeah, but there was something else wrong. Does anybody know? It? Can you repeat it? Yeah. Uh, in Breaking Bad, Walter White led a pretty normal life in Western Texas until he received the diagnosis of leukemia. Oh, actually, New Mexico. Yeah, he lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Let's give him a prize. You want a Batman figure? Okay. Thor is understandably upset when Avengers Endgame begins. And he doesn't talk much in those first few scenes. He doesn't say anything until he tests Carol Danvers' medal by summoning Mjolnir only inches from her and tells the others, I like her. Uh, um, actually, it was, I believe they called it Stormbreaker, the big giant freaking axe. That's one of them. There's, yeah. some, there's something else wrong with that uh, sentence. Can you repeat again? Yeah. Uh, Thor is understandably, understandably upset when Avengers Endgame begins, and he doesn't talk much for those first few scenes. He doesn't say anything until he tests Carol Danvers' medal by summoning Mjolnir only inches away from her and says to the others, I like her. Um, actually, he was playing video games and he talks. No, no, he didn't say anything until that, and that line was his first line. Okay. Does anybody know? He actually said, I like this one. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. I like this one. Jeffrey Dean Morgan has made a name for his, himself in fandom cir circles as the... It's 10 o'clock and my reading is kind of... <laughs> in uh, fandom circles as the antagonist known as Negan on The Walking Dead. This wasn't his first comic book role, though. He also played Night Owl back in 2009 in Zack Snyder's big screen adaptation of Watchmen. <laughs> Mark Adams is in there playing with us. I think he knows it. I see a couple people wanting to raise their hands. I'm, not I'm being quite good. Doing it. If you think but you know, if, just, you, if you get it wrong, I eat yeah. beans. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm just sticking with the. I, I've gotten a few, so I'm waiting. Um, actually, he played the comedian. He did play the comedian. That's correct. No bean for me. In, in the TV series Smallville, Michael Rosenbaum plays a young Lex Luthor. He is the son of a, a billionaire Lionel Luther, and he has alopecia, which causes his hair not to grow. You know? Yeah. Um, actually, it was because of the meteor shower that rained down upon Earth 
following Clark is the reason his hair does not grow. Yeah. Everything on Smallville is because, because of the of meteor shower. Yeah. 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 Everything is because of the meteor shower. Killed Lana's parents. The main villain is it working? Well, no. it needs a little bit of oil. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't bring my oil can. Uh, the main villain in season one of Arrow was Malcolm Merlin, a.k.a. the Dark Archer. He was the mastermind behind the undertaking, which was a villainous plot to destroy the Narrows, a poor area of Starling City with an earthquake device. Which is oddly the plot of Batman Begins, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. Um, actually, it's the Glades. It was the Glades. Yes. That's correct. Because the Narrows was from Batman Begins. You got the right thing that was wrong, but you didn't know the right answer, yeah. Um, one, wait a minute. Am I on the right question? Yes, I am. Okay, one famous thing that the that Arrowverse uh, show, shows do is cross over with one another. One of the first times they did this was when Barry Allen from The Flash made an interdimensional trip to Supergirl's world. This wasn't hard to do since both shows were made by the same company and they aired on the same network. Um, actually, they didn't air on the same network. Supergirl was on CBS and Arrowverse is on Fox, I believe. Arrowverse is on CW. CW. Oh, but, okay. but, yeah. Yeah, Supergirl was on CBS at the time. She's, yeah, she's it's on CW on the now. CW. Yeah, there you go. You win the... The Harry Potter one. And that's all she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, I had to look back and see that smile. You actually talked! <laughs> uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey is a film based on a novel by Arthur C. Clarke that tells the story of a mission to Saturn to investigate a mysterious artifact. Eventually, the ship's computer starts killing people. Yes, ma'am. Um, actually, they were going to Jupiter. That is correct. Y'all get, y'all get, uh, uh, y'all can both go and get a free lunch tomorrow. <laughs> in Minority Report, Tom Cruise plays a cop that works in the division of the police department that stops crimes before they happen, thanks to the psychic abilities of a trio of beings known as the Empaths. In Minority Report, Tom Cruise plays a cop that works in a division of the police department that stops crimes before they happen, thanks to the psychic abilities of a trio of beings known as the Empaths. They're called the Precogs. Precogs. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I knew that was wrong. I just couldn't remember what they were. I knew the Empaths were wrong. If they don't answer at all, does that mean I have to eat as many beans as there are in here? <laughs> Do you want to eat a bean? <laughs> eat a bean. Nobody got it right. Just eat one. You're just bored. Go ahead. <laughs> it's self-punishment. What? It, it, Self-flagellation. Green. <laughs> what did I do with my spirit? Oh, green. Oh, that is either uh, buttered popcorn, I think. It's either, no, wait a minute. That's light green. That's another juicy pear or booger. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I just randomly get Pear, Please let it be. Covered with a little bit of dirt. Is that oh, it? It's another bugger. Three in a row? I think he somehow figured out and took out all the good ones. No, too. no. They were sitting here when I, oh, I took the plastic off the box. I did, I did not doctor that Joe box. Joe is discovering oh. why we stopped giving beans for bad answers. <laughs> when Bill what and are the odds that I get three in a row? Oh, when Bill and Ted travel back in time and meet Aristotle, Ted tries to communicate with him by saying, like the sands of the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. That's my Ted impression. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been... Can we read it again? When Bill and Ted travel... I get to do it again. When Bill and Ted travel back in time to, and meet Aristotle, Ted tries to co communicate with him by saying, like the sands of the hourglass, so are the days of our lives, dude. <laughs> Actually, so crazy. It was so great, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was so great. Awesome. Here you go. 
Jamie Lee Curtis starred as the final girl in Halloween. Uh, she came across her scream queen status honestly since her mother was Janet Lee, who starred in The Bird, uh, the, the Birds, a classic Hitchcock horror film. Um, actually, it was Psycho. It was Psycho. Nice. The early 90s had a Nickelodeon show known as The Secret World of Alex Mack. There's not any teenagers. In, well, teenagers now wouldn't get this anyway. There's not anybody that was probably a teenager then that will probably get this, so you guys might not know this. Uh, it was about a teenager that was zapped with radiation from a meteorite that gave her supernatural powers like the ability to turn into a liquid and, or, and she could move things with her mind. Um, actually, it was corporate chemical waste. Yeah, she was doused with chemicals. It was a superhero show. Yeah. It didn't show up much back then. Yeah, I was a little old for it, but I watched it. Hey, that's why I watched the Power Rangers when I was 16. So. Same here, same here. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was like 14 or something, yeah. Uh, in Buck Rogers in the 25th century, a NASA pilot from the year 1987 is transported in time to the distant future where he helps to defend Earth from the evil forces of the Draconian Empire. There was a couple things wrong with that, I think. I just can't remember all of it. Nobody? He wasn't transported in time. He was frozen. Frozen, yeah. Frozen. Reanimated in the future. I was, and I wasn't yeah. sure if the year was right. No, it, no, yeah, no, right. no, no, no. It took place in 1987. It was, it was not made was in 1987. Different. I thought it was a different company by then. No, no. It was, it was NASA. He said, yeah. in the year 1987. <laughs> that was the year. Peter Pan's nemesis is the evil Captain Hook, a dangerous villain that's always found with Mr. Smee at his side. He wants his revenge on Peter for chopping off his hand and feeding it to an alligator. Oh, we had a bunch. It was a crocodile. There's actually a lot of differences. People have said, and I still don't understand it. So What's that? He doesn't understand the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. And I, I know there's look, a difference. Look, a look at him. I got it. I got this. Are you ready? Okay. Here's the difference. There you go. An alligator... We'll see you later. <laughs> a crocodile will see you in a while. <laughs> I was actually Easy. Actually, if you look at the head of an alligator and a crocodile, alligator's head is a lot bigger and his, and his snout is wider and alligator is more triangular and narrow. And if you are staring at a crocodile in the face, you have bigger problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're staring yeah. at either of them in the face. Yeah, if you're that close you know, to one, it doesn't matter if it's an alligator or a crocodile. Eat me. <laughs> or a crocodile. Yeah. I'm, not gonna, crocodile. I'm not going to be worried about either an alligator or a crocodile. I'm just going to be running. <laughs> It'll catch you. Matt Murdock would, uh, would probably never have become Daredevil if it weren't for Slick, his own personal Obi-Wan, the blind man that trained him. It was yes. That is correct. Nicely done. Steve Rogers was not much of a soldier until he became part of the of the Project Genesis, an experiment that gave him the serum that turned him into Captain America. Um, actually, it was Project Rebirth, later retconned by the own United States government as Weapon Zero. Yes, that is correct. Project Rebirth would have been sufficient. <laughs> yeah, but this is um, actually well, sir. later. <laughs> In the 90s sitcom Friends, Ross had a pet monkey named Maurice. While all of the human cast remained on the show for its entire run, sadly he was written out of the show early on. Um, actually, wasn't the monkey's name Marcel? That is correct. Oh, it was Marcel. Nice. She knows her 90s Friends yes, trivia. Yes, she does. <laughs> The gummy the bears. Bomb. The gummy bears. This is Chenandler bomb. Dang it! <laughs> no wait, I have to eat another baby. <laughs> what color was that one? I don't know. <laughs> Does it taste like a rotten egg? It kind of looks yellow. Oh my god! <laughs> Get the four. Four. Four in a row. I hope you don't play the lock. <laughs> 
make sure you wear your seatbelt on the way home. I'm just saying. <laughs> wear two seatbelts. Uh, I would recommend someone driving. <laughs> I'm as sober as a church mouse. <laughs> That's not the problem. That's really not the, the gummy bears live in a tree and have the unique ability, the unique natural ability to bounce high into the air, which gives them an advantage over the ogres and other villains. Anybody watch uh, cartoons in the 80s? All I know is it's Disney. Uh, dang it, do I really the, have to? I'll the, do it. The gummy bears live in a tree and have the unique natural ability to bounce high into the air, which gives them an advantage over the ogres and the other villains. Um, actually, it's the Care Bears? No, nope. no, that's not it. Oh, oh man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe, no, wait. Hold on, hold on. Let me. Let, um, actually, they have to drink their special gummy potion, which also gives humans super strength. Yeah, what's the name of the gummy potion? Oh, see, really? <laughs> he just wants Joe to eat a meat. They, they, they say it it's like gummy 14 juice, times. I think. No, it's gummy berry juice. Oh, gummy. I'm yeah, sorry, got, Joe. He got, I tried. He got it right. He got it right. But they say, I mean, they say it like 14 times every episode. I need some gummy berry juice. I'm making more gummy berry juice. Where's the gummy berry juice? It's like Smurfs and Smurf berries. Yes, yes. <laughs> and now I've got the theme song stuck in my head. Dashing and daring. Courageous <laughs> and caring. Yes. We might... <laughs> We might not be such big uh, fans of Star Wars if it had been released under its original title, The Adventures of Luke Skywalker, as taken from the Journal of the Wills, Saga 1, The Star Wars. That's a really long title for a movie. Um, actually, it's Luke Skywalker. Luke's... Well, mm, no! No! Luke Skywalker. Is it Luke Starkiller? Starkiller, yeah. He says guy killer. Yeah. The popular 80s sitcom. Are you eating one anyway? <laughs> what color is that one? What color is that one? I'll eat half. Let me see it. Is it white? That is either. That is either coconut or spoiled milk. Coconut. Four in a row. The true game here is to see how many of these he can eat without blowing up. I mean, you finally got one that tastes. But I mean, it's, it, it, if it's good, it's still coconut. So. Well, the problem is how can you tell the difference between coconut and spoiled milk? It's spoiled milk. It's spoiled milk. That's five. You do not have good luck, do you? Do you want me to pick it for you? <laughs> the popular At this 80s. Point, I'm numb. I'm numb from here down. <laughs> the popular 80s sitcom Growing Pains had a spinoff. I, nobody's going to get this, okay? I, I dug deep for this one. The popular 80s sitcom Growing Pains had a spinoff titled Hanging with Coach about Coach Lubbock moving, if anybody gets this, it's going to be you. Yes, it is, because I already know it. <laughs> moving to teach at an all-boys Catholic school. Let's say it at the same time. Um, actually, it was just, just the, the ten, ten of us. us. That's right. Yes! <laughs> you know, I know me some obscure 80s. You know, Joe gets a prize for that. Here, you keep the game, Joe. Keep you the game, Joe. Keep the video game. I think he's going to take it home and give it to his daughter anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> In the horror film Return of the Living Dead, a small group of survivors have to take shelter in a shopping mall during the zombie apocalypse. Oh, come on. I actually know this one. Yeah, as do I. You know what I'm saying? Um, actually, it's Night of the Living Dead? No. No, no, no. I'll say it again. I'll read it again. In the horror film Return of the Living Dead, a small group of survivors have to take shelter in a shopping mall during the zombie apocalypse. If you know it, do it. If you don't know it, it's not. If you, if you, don't if, know if you get it wrong, Joe's going to eat me. Not you. Oh, okay. Um, so really, it's still winning. Yeah, it's still winning. It's a grocery store. No. no. Go ahead. Um, actually, it's Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, yeah. Return of the Living Dead was another set of spinoffs from Night of the Living oh, Dead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What color is that? That is, uh, that's the one that's either, uh, it's either like a, like a berry or a two-faced. Oh, well, oh, okay. That's the one that Mark Adam likes. He likes the two-faced ones. All right, so we're five and five and oh? Yeah. Oh, and five. Yeah. Yeah.
Oh, yeah. it's toothpaste. Oh. <laughs> Either way, it's the least offensive one of the oh. bad flavors. Given everything else that you've had, I think toothpaste would be like, oh, it's toothpaste. Oh, my breath smells minty fresh. It's so good. Dang, that's the one I want. <laughs> oh, my gosh, so much better. This that's is a brand new box. Jared Leto, or Leto, from Justice League, and Wilson Cruz from Star Trek Discovery. Both got their acting careers started on a 90s teen drama called Boy Meets World about the emotional obstacles of teens in high school in Pittsburgh. Seriously. Actually, Jared Leto was in Suicide Squad, right? It's the Justice League, right? That's, that, that's right, yeah. Well, I didn't understand that, But there's, there's something else wrong with it, too. Does anybody I else hear know? what he said. Uh, he said that Jared Leto was actually in Suicide Squad, not Justice League, and that's, that's correct. That's one of the there's another there's another thing wrong. Yeah, with this. I, 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 could you repeat it just so I I'm Jared Leto from Suicide Squad and Wilson Cruz from Star Trek Discovery both got their acting careers started on a '90s teen drama called Boy Meets World. Oh, okay, now I know about this. the emotional obstacles of teens in high school in Pittsburgh. Not a lot of people watching TV in the '90s. No, no I, I I think I know what it is, but I didn't. I can't. I don't know what the true answer yeah, is. Yeah, I I do. It's it's a great show that sadly only lasted you know, half a season. My so-called life. My so-called yeah. life. Yeah. Came on MTV. I no, know. it came on like it came on like a real network first, first and then reruns right. came on on That's MTV. Right. Okay. That's where Claire Danes, Wilson Cruz, Jared Leto. Yeah. Yeah. Um. In in order to get the right blues sound, Kelsey Grammer talked his producers into hiring legendary artist Elvis Costello to record the song Tossed Salads and Scrambled Eggs to be used as the closing credits music in the 90s sitcom Frasier. Oh, I Baby, I hear blues calling Tossed Salads and Scrambled Nobody knows? You wrote these just so you could sing. That song was actually Kelsey Grammer singing. Yeah. Okay, that's what... It wasn't Elvis Costello. Oh, I, th- I, thought, I thought you said composed, and I, that's where no, I... No, no, no. Okay, see, that's the one thing Your I... Your daughter just announced that you I thought it, that song. It was, it was composed <laughs> by Elvis Costello, but it is Kelsey Grammer. It's Kelsey Grammer singing. That's what... It, hiring legendary artist Elvis Costello to record the song, Tall Salads and Scrambled. Okay, okay, that's... The, yes. All right. See, my brain was think, thinking you... Never mind. I was thinking you, got you played the instrument. What flavor? Oh, can I, can I, can I... He wants yeah. to eat one of the... He's going to eat one of the blue ones. Not the green. So Gabe here said he'll he'll relieve Joe of one bean. Oh, Gabe wants to eat the next bean. Okay, next time somebody gets one wrong. Toothpaste. <laughs> Jeez, the one you wanted. That's why I told him no no green. He had to he had to. The next uh, the next few correct answers I'm going to give out a couple of prizes. I gotcha. Um, in Star Trek Generations, Geordi and Data investigate an observatory. When Dr. Soren appear, appears, played by Malcolm McDowell, some of his henchmen hold Data helpless as the Doctor kidnaps Geordi and escapes. Now I know y'all seen Star Trek Generations. Well, technically it's Next Generation. No, the movie Star Trek Generations. Yeah, in the movie. <laughs> I don't watch the movies, guy. <laughs> It's not henchmen holding Data down. It's uh, Data's just too frightened. Yeah, that's what I was to, yeah, to stop. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Most so Gabe's gonna eat a bean, right? So Gabe's gonna uh, eat a bean. Let me see what color it is. So I can tell you what your possibilities are. You just pick one. Yeah, the spinner don't work. No, this is a brand new box. I have not doctored this box. And even if I did, how am I going to know what, what they taste like unless I licked all of them? <laughs> I did the licking challenge on uh, the... What, co- what color is it? It's, I think it's a... It's brown. It's the brown one, so it's either... It's either toasted marshmallow or a stink bug. Oh, uh, please be a stink bug. For Joe's sake. So I, never eat, I don't know what t- stink bugs taste like. I don't, I don't, smell them. I don't think smelling it helps. <laughs> Does it I'm taste like sure. a marshmallow? <laughs> no. Must be a stink bug. Must be a stink bug. Yes. Stink bugs don't taste that bad. I think I'll catch some. Hopefully I've transferred the curse. I think when I get home I'm going to catch some stink bugs for a snack. <laughs>
Kevin Smith prides himself in saying that he was the first film filmmaker to create a shared universe in his films. Spoiler alert, he's not. However, a lot of his films do take place in the same world known to fans as the Askewniverse. Uh, a reference to his View Askew production company. The first film that he ever made that didn't take place in that continuity was the horror film Tusk. Kevin Smith, yeah, first off, um, actually, it's the View Askewiverse. Uh Second, the first movie he ever did that wasn't set there was the uh, god-awful Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl was not (laughs) god-awful. Jersey Girl was not in the view yeah. in the yeah. Askew universe. Okay. And yeah. we're morphing into the court. Because if it did, then Jay and Silent Bob would have shown up at some point and yeah. never did. Yeah. So, um, in close encounter, in close encounter, I've already, I've already given you a prize. I got prize. I decided <laughs> I was, it was Kevin Smith, and I was annoyed. In close encounters of the third of third kind, a worldwide phenomenon takes place in which people are experiencing encounters with alien spacecraft, alien aircraft. All of the contactees are then haunted by an image of Mount Everest, which causes them to flock there. You know? Um, Actually, it's not Everest. It's um, a a, a, a fixture that's in the Arizona desert. I can't remember what it's called. No, it's in the North Dakota. It's Devil's Tower. It is Devil's Tower. Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. Okay. Yeah. Been there. Devil's Tower in Wyoming. I was half right. Yeah. <laughs> you got there. All right, there. Joe. Joe, I got, I got you, Joe. I got there. I, I, I got you, Joe. Or, or was that wrong, or it was? It, wrong? it was half wrong, but I'm not gonna make you eat half a bean. That's kind of gross. But. I decided to do this. Where's your bean? I decided to do this. What color is it? It is this pinkish thing. That's the. You want to eat the next? Okay, I got you. I'll let you eat the next. Uh, I don't see pink. I don't know because I don't see pink. I don't see pink. Oh, it's the. I think it's the peach or barf one, maybe. I think it's either the tutti frutti or stinky socks. Yeah, it's either tutti frutti or stinky socks. Tutti frutti. <laughs> tutti frutti, fresh and fruity. Uh, that's rude. Some of He-Man's allies are Man-at-Arms, Orko, the Sorceress, and her sister Tila, and She-Ra. Please, seriously, He-Man? Um, you know? Actually, um, Tila is um, the Sorceress's daughter. That is correct. That is correct. Do you want a pop figure, or do you want something from Chick-fil-A? Uh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yes! <laughs> Sandwich or nuggets, here you go. Schwarzenegger is well known for saying the words I'll be back. Raw Deal was the movie that he said those words for the first time. He said it to Darren McGavin as he was getting out of the car. Seriously, people? I'm assuming that's wrong because he said it first in a Terminator. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't correct. say I'm actually. You didn't say I'm actually. So you get the, oh, so and you can't get yeah, the blue one. Any other color? Mark is notorious for taking the. That's yellow. That's gonna either be popcorn or a rotten egg, I think. Yeah. Yeah. See the popcorn or a rotten egg. Sorry, Commodore, to sell you out like that. Doesn't taste like popcorn, so it must be rotten egg. It's not that bad. <laughs> Clancy created the character of Jack Ryan for his novels. So, so far the character has been played on screen by Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, Matt Damon, Chris Pine, and John Krasinski. Joe? Wasn't Matt Damon, it was Ben Affleck. That's correct. He didn't say I'm actually. Hey, you actually earned this one. You actually earned that one. You did this to yourself, Joe. This is on me. <laughs> Man. See, the reason I'm eating this instead of you guys, because uh, you stopped. For, for those of you who came a little bit later, they, you, in previous games, 
everyone had to eat. It, yeah, it if you got it wrong. You got one wrong. Yeah. But people were complaining of stomach aches. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to eat 15 beans, so, so they wouldn't answer beans. questions. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, solu- the simple solution is, don't get the question wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here we go. What color was that one? <laughs> Whatever it was. I didn't even look. I don't know. Orange-ish? It was. It was this one. That's probably the bar. I feel like Joe deserves some free bar? treats from Chick Fil A just to wipe out. Or is it dead fish? <laughs> you either got the one that's either peach or bar, or you got the oh, one that's this. either a strawberry banana smoothie or a dead fish. It's bar. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Oh, it's it was bar for what? What was supposed to be the good flavor? It's either bar for peach. Peach. Hey, both would be worse for me. <laughs> All right. Oh, we got about five minutes left, so a couple more questions here. In Cheers, Ted Danson plays Sam Mayday Malone. He used to be a relief pit. Excuse me. Let me start over. In Cheers, Ted Danson plays Sam Mayday Malone. He used to be a relief pitcher for the Chicago White Sox until he retired to deal with his alcoholism. Now he owns a bar in Boston where everybody knows your name. Seriously. Um, actually, I think it was the Boston Red Sox. That's correct. It was the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> in in Batman like Forever, Dick Grayson goes to stay with Bruce Wayne after his parents are killed by Two-Face. He tries to run away, but Bruce stops him and tells him that the circus that he worked for was probably halfway to Washington by now. Dick eventually relents and stays with him. Because I actually know the two things that are wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, um, actually, first off, it was his parents and his brothers. And second, well, yeah, but his parents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And second, it was halfway to Metropolis. To Metropolis. And every fanboy screamed because they finally mentioned another DC <laughs> yeah. city, one of the Batman movies. That means they're going to make a Superman movie. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Twelve years later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Margot Kidder is barely in Superman three. Instead, Lois is explained to have gone on a trip to Hawaii. It is said that she was given such a small part because she voiced her opinion about Donner being fired after the release of the first Superman film. That is a deep cut. Yeah. Um, I think there's two things wrong with that, but don't hold me to that. There's only one that I know of. Yeah. Uh, well, um, actually, the, sec- the second part of it does all kind of rumor and stuff. But I- um, actually, Donner was fired in the middle of uh, filming two. Okay, but that's not the part. Oh, okay. That's not the, that's not the one. That, that's not the one that I intentionally got wrong. Oh, uh, okay. Um, actually, it's not Superman three. It's Superman two. No, no, no. Margot Kidder is barely in Superman three. Yeah. She's just at the very beginning and the very end. Yeah. She, she's she's replaced by. Um, oh, that's right. Because the falls is number two. She went on a trip to Bermuda, not Hawaii. Uh, uh, All right. Let's do maybe two more. Two or three more. Let's see. Alf crashed into the Tanner's garage in 1986 after his home planet of Maltrak was destroyed. Alf is short for alien life form, and that series ended with the title character being taken away by the government in an unresolved plot line. There's two things wrong with that. Oh, yes. Wait, if you know one of them, that's fine. What? Um, actually, it's Melmac. It's Melmac, yeah. One part I knew. Does anybody know the second part? Um, actually, he wouldn't have been Alf when he cracked. Alf was the name he adopted... An unresolved plot line. They actually did make a TV movie. Alf, oh. Project Alf does not count. Yeah. Okay. It, Alf, I, I see what you mean by that. I, I was like going, okay, the way you were saying. Yeah, look, look, we've got a whole other panel on Alf Cannon tomorrow. That's right. We do. I'll, I'll be part of it. In Harry Potter and the no. Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, what? If you don't get this one right. In Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Harry, Ron, and Hermione sneak down. Uh, sneak down to the dungeon, but not before Hermione casts a spell on Malfoy that freezes him in place and makes him become unconscious. Ron tells her, you're a little scary sometimes. You know that? Brilliant, but scary. Um, actually, um, actually, it was Neville. Yeah, it was Neville. Neville Longbottom. Okay, I'm gonna ask... Do you to, want me got, to hand out one of those? She got one already. Okay. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Okay. She wants a pop. <laughs> she wants what, a pop. what did I give you before? What was, I mean, what was, was it? Give it a pop. She wants a pot. Oh, you want the pot? Here. I'll give you a pot bottle. Thank you. Sean doesn't it is rich as far. Imagine my outfit. All right, let me, let me ask uh, two more. Huh? 
Joe, I know you know this one, so don't answer it. In the classic 80s cartoon, unless nobody gets it. In the classic 80s cartoon, Hot Rod Kid, uh, it's about a teenager named Brett Matthews who crashes his car into a government laboratory, and he and his car are exposed to a molecular beam. After that, he can turn into a car if he is exposed to extreme heat. Um, actually, it's Turbo Team. Turbo Team! Yes! Yeah! Yes! Who's <laughs> that? Now. <laughs> All right, this will be the last question. Storm of the Century was the Stephen King adaptation that featured a character named Tom Cullen that spelled every word M O O N. Oh, Jesus. Oh! Um, <laughs> yeah, both two, multiple things are wrong with it. Um, yeah, there's two things wrong there's the two, stand. There's two things wrong with it, yeah. He was from the stand. What was the other one? Um, actually, uh, Storm of the Century was originally conceived and presented as a TV movie. That is correct. That's yeah, true. and I it's hate to awesome. Out, but Mark didn't say I'm actually. Mark didn't say I'm actually. <laughs> I did. I went, I'm did actually. He did. No, Trust me, I would have. I would have called him out in a heartbeat. Can I have another blue one? <laughs> you go for it. Did anybody not get a prize? Everybody got a prize. Okay. Everybody got something. All right. Well, God come, dang, it's come, a blueberry. Come to, one, <laughs> come to one of my panels tomorrow, and uh, I'll be giving away more Chick-fil-A uh, gift cards. So, and I might be eating more beans. I don't know. <laughs> my podcast is, I have several podcasts. I'm on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast. And I'm on a new podcast I just started called The Mayberry Files. Guess what that's about. Uh, maybe, maybe it's well, no. It's, eventually, it's, it will be. Eventually, about yeah. Episode by episode uh, reviews of the. Andy I was about the wolves. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, that is that is that is going to be called the podcast. <laughs> I just came up with that just now. There you go. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for coming, uh, and uh, I'll be doing more panels tomorrow. So check the schedule and come see me. Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast.